Hey, and welcome to Too Much. I'm Jess. And I'm Mandy. As ethical vegan women, the word extreme is often used to describe us. And honestly, sometimes it feels overwhelming to care so much about so many different things. So we created this show to talk about anything and everything we want, from veganism and other world issues, to feminism and all the controversial topics in between. This is a space for us to be exactly who we are, which for most is probably too much. Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 11 of Too Much. Yay! Uh, Today we are talking about, as I'm sure you've seen in the title, how not to give a... Fuck. Yeah. How not to give a fuck. (laughs) Don't give them. Um, We're talking about toxic relationships, toxic friendships, toxic situations, how to grow and move on and all the things and how to just be you how to just be you and not care what other people think and by being you you will attract people who will support you Mm -hmm. so that's why it's important to me to not give a fuck i love that don't waste any time on people who aren't valuing you people who are belittling you look for people who totally value you and and love you for who you are and don't need to change you. Totally. Mm-hmm. You don't need to question whether or not they're going to be there for you or support you or talk shit about you behind your back. Totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to get fired up today. It's good. How not to give a fuck ties into veganism with me. And I'm sure you too because that's when I started to realize I went vegan so many years ago. And once I started being more vocal about it, about it, that's when I started realizing that people don't agree with me and people don't like me. And I think that's something we can cover in this episode too, is like how to just get over the fact that not everybody's going to love you and that's or fine. With you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I discovered when I started being more vocal about veganism is some people are just not like me. Some people are never going to agree with me. Some people who are my friends or my family (laughs) are friends quotation um are not gonna be on my side even though they were supposed to be because they're your friends so we'll be diving into all those kinds of stories and we're telling you how to not give a fuck but that doesn't mean that we don't give a fuck a hundred percent of the time no i actually like this is not something that i'm good at I'm bad at not caring about everything. Interesting. Yeah, really bad. It's just that I've spent a lot of time thinking about it and and working on it. And even now, I'm just learning a lot about having a lot of respect for myself and putting myself first and being kind to myself and rationalizing situations in my life where people don't respect me back or show me love or affection or care or friendship back. I'm actually so bad at not caring what people think. I think this is a good thing to talk about, that everyone's really bad at it and how we can be better at it. I also think there are certain people who it's all in them already to kind of like not care as much about what people think. But for the most part, I'd say it's pretty human to worry about people judging you, especially, you know, I've had strangers message me like really rude shit on Instagram but I'd say it's way worse when it's somebody who I thought loved me and supported me whether they're friends or family it's always like 
way worse and way much of a harder thing to deal with because, you know, you thought you had a relationship with that person. Yeah, I'm excited. I could go on and on about this stuff, honestly, so I'm excited. I know, that's gutting when you receive a message and it's a familiar name and you're like, oh. Yeah. And sometimes it's because we messed up or did something wrong, but other times it's just because that person is being super judgmental about what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I've noticed a lot as I've been essentially growing and changing as a person. I'm so different from the person I was a year ago, let alone four years ago or when I was in middle school. And I have just thrown myself into activism so much more. I mean, we have this podcast, like I'm on Instagram, everyone sees me throwing up my stories all the time, talking about everything. Because that's what I care about, and I've had a lot of people not be okay with that, or not be okay with the way that I share information, and I don't care, <laughs> like, that. that's what we're talking about, like, it, but it hurts, like, that's the thing. Yeah, of course. We're not here to tell you, like, oh, don't care what anyone thinks, it's like, it's gonna hurt like hell, but it's about thinking about who you want in your life, and who you care enough to have a good conversation with, and... Just because someone disagrees with you, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Like, you can still have friends who have completely different viewpoints. It just depends on the situation, and it depends if you are each respecting each other's lifestyles and views. Like, if someone's infringing on what you believe in, or causing harm, or their beliefs are harmful, then that's a different story. Yeah, absolutely. My thinking is that if someone is not doing it for you, and maybe they're belittling you, maybe they're making you feel worse than they make you feel better about yourself, it's fine if you don't want those people in your life. It's really actually quite scary to move on and end friendships or relationships, especially when you've been with people for a very long time, or you've had a really, really close connection with someone, but now you want it to end or it's not right anymore. And this is my advice to myself as well you have to remember that this is a person who's not adding value to your life in fact they're taking it away so it is really scary but if you don't want them in your life and they're not benefiting your life then that's what you have to remember because you have nothing to lose they've held nothing back and they have felt entitled to making you feel small or making fun of you or belittling you So don't feel afraid to, I mean, it's okay to feel afraid, but you don't need to feel afraid to stick up for yourself. Don't let anyone talk to you that way. Don't let anyone treat you like you're less than. Like, life is too short to have shitty friends and shitty relationships. Yeah, exactly. What always boggles me about these kinds of situations is like when I'm going back and forth in my head and thinking, oh my gosh, does this person not like me? Why don't they not like me? Like, what's wrong with me? And then I'm thinking, why do I want anybody in my life who's going to make me feel that way? And why do I even care about trying to meet up to their standards or trying to act a certain way when I'm around them so so they're less annoyed by me? It's like, that's never going to change. It's, it's really hard for us to like hide our true selves. At least for me, it is. <laughs> like, I think the situation for both of us is that in the last few years, we've become very vocal about things that we care about and... You know, lots of people you discover 
don't like that or don't agree with that. You know, my whole thing on my Meggie Mandy Instagram, like that's my thing. I shared controversial topics. That's just like what people come there for. You know, that doesn't sit right with a lot of people. And so that can also be like an expected kind of backlash. But it's like, this is just my opinion. And all of our opinions, or at least I'd like to say, are hardly opinions because they're all centered around animal rights and human rights. And that's not an argument to me. And it's just kind of comical that people would be annoyed with someone who's just trying to fight for equality for everyone. It's always been a battle for me because it is so hard, especially right at first. You start talking about these things and you're like, this is great. People agree with me. People think I'm cool. People think I'm inspirational. And then you get people that you know or used to know or you hear through the grapevine that other people are talking about you and think you're crazy. And then you think, oh, I must be crazy. And then you think, why would I agree with them when these are people who I know would never stick by my side? They're only there to criticize you. What is worth like changing yourself so you can live up to these people who you don't even want to be around? Why would you want to live up to their standards? I've found that when you just kind of accept that you're not going to please everybody. And when I compare myself now compared to pre-Instagram veggie Mandy Mandy, like I'm way happier because I'm more open about the things that I love and care about and that I'm passionate about. And I don't care if that comes with people not liking me because I'd way rather be happy and be myself because that's also what led me to meeting so many amazing people through Instagram, through the markets that I do, through the meetups that I do, through the Facebook group. Like I've met people who are going to be at my wedding now. Like me just by (laughs) yes exactly just by making the facebook group and connecting with people and realizing that there's a lot more people like me like you can kind of of course it's hard and you're allowed to feel shitty about it but you can kind of make that decision like if people don't like you you can say that sucks i'm just gonna go back into my little cocoon and never come out again or you can say cool like this just weeds the bad ones out that's how i always try to remind myself and try to look at it by being you like you just get rid of all the people that you don't want around you And you only attract the people who want to be around you, the people who will always be there for you. And it all becomes so much more clear when you are being yourself. And that's way more worth it to me than just being quiet, being complacent, doing what everybody else wants you to do. It's hard, too, because social hierarchy is literally everything to us. I was just listening to Higher Priestess again, and they were talking about how popularity is so intrinsically important to us. Linking back to when when humans first came into the world, if you were unpopular or disliked, you were the one who was gonna die or get eaten by something. The, The herd, the group, would probably sacrifice you. But if you were the alpha, if you were the popular, if you were the well liked person in the group, you were protected. So it's really hard to grow up in a world where social hierarchy is everything and popularity is everything and you watch all the movies and read all the books and then as you get older and you have more I'm doing quotations radical opinions or just opinions that are common sense but other people don't want to admit to themselves are the right thing to do yes you can lose friends and you can make almost enemies and it's confusing and weird But 
that's okay because like we said you want to attract and have people in your life who have similar morals and values to you they don't have to like the same hobbies but they should probably be on a similar moral level to you and there's also a lot of psychology behind which i want to look into more behind people's reservations as to why they are conservative or why they aren't vegan it's a lot of people's own issues with their unwillingness to face the truth and sacrifice their lifestyle for the greater good and what they know is right because I have no doubt I've done a little bit of research about Trump supporters and how there's actually a lot of psychological conditioning that goes on as to why they are actually brainwashed and it's actually pure ignorance as to why they don't believe certain things and believe what they believe. I think it's confirmation bias. They just confirm their beliefs with any evidence present and they just take what he says as the truth. A lot of that can happen, but it's also people, I think a lot of people know what's right. They just don't want to change their lifestyle and they want to just continue doing what they want and to each their own, but I'm not like that anymore and I think when we know better we do better that's why I'm out here talking all the time and sharing things because I literally feel like I cannot not share if I have information I want other people to know it because that's how you make a change so if someone has some reservations about something that's right or moral then that's their own issue also something I keep reminding myself is when I'm doubting myself about posting a story, oh, is this too much? I've already posted 10 Black Lives Matter things today. I've already posted endless feminism quotes today. Is this too much? Am I annoying people? No, if they don't like it, they can unfollow. Your platform is for you. That's what Instagram is curated for. It's your page, it's your platform. If they don't like it, even if they're your friend, I don't care. Unfollow me if you don't like my content. I literally could care less. Yeah, GTFO. It's not for them. It's for you. They have their space. They can do what they want with their space. You have your space on the internet. Do not let people who are hateful silence your voice. Totally. Because you have so much more to offer the world than people who are going to choose to continue to be ignorant and close-minded. What I notice is the people who criticize you i think i said this before like we share all these progressive things and all of these things about movements like that's just that's why i made my instagram like that's why people go there and it's always the people who never post shit about that that send you the long ass messages criticizing you i just don't understand it why do you think your input is relevant here i think it's because they you know internally something's going on and their morals are being questioned and they don't like it that's up to them to deal with it not us if i can jump in there too it's one of the tactics that people use to basically virtue signal if you're talking about an important issue and someone jumps in with the what about this the what aboutism it's a thing that people use to distract the conversation and change the focus of your point and make it seem like they're woke when really they're trying to dismiss what you're talking about. Vegans are 
this and that bad thing. Vegans are racist. Vegans are that. Well, no, we're actually not. Have you heard of intersectional veganism? We have an episode on it if you want to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's things like that where people will try to blame a group for something when and try to come off as if they are super woke and better yeah but really they're just trying to diminish what that group has to say because they are uncomfortable with what we're saying with the the truth i think a really good example of that is when people will always share that photo and say how a vegan life isn't cruelty free because it shows all the workers who get the produce and how they're exploited but then there's another one the vegans always share and it's like underneath of that there's all the animals exploited by the person who's criticizing us you know what i mean like we understand that our diet isn't 100 percent cruelty free we know that but it's a step in the right direction like what are you doing you're doing nothing besides criticizing me right now you're not changing your diet you're not being mindful of where you buy your produce you're not going to any protest you're not sharing activism online you're not doing a fucking podcast all about it like so yeah they can't deal with whatever's going on inside of them morally so they just have to deflect that back onto us and a huge part of veganism and i can't speak for every vegan because every vegan is different we're not a monolith but i like to think that most people like us who are generally just progressive and open-minded people and want and are erring on the side of compassion super left are concerned with everyone in the situation so yes a huge part of veganism is that slaughterhouse workers are disproportionately people of color or marginalized peoples. And that's also what we're advocating for. We're advocating for human rights and animal rights. We want everyone to be safe. That's, I think, one of the most crucial differences between me debating and arguing for something and someone who's super conservative debating and arguing for something is that my opinion will always be rooted in compassion like that's essentially what we all are doing it's all about compassion it's anti-capitalism anti-racism yes veganism just looking instead of taking what we have it's looking outside of the box and thinking how could we make the world better in general instead of just playing by society and capitalism's rules but then everyone else just wants to play this game of oh well Um, homeless people are using up taxpayers' money and ooh, this and ooh, that. And it's like, how about we change the narrative a little bit and instead of look pointing fingers at everyone around you and other people, why don't we point fingers at the government and corporations who are actually ruining the planet and being racist and pedophiles going to Jeffrey Epstein's magic island? Let's blame those guys. Let's blame the big guys because... I'm trying to do better right now, so literally do not waste your time trying to tell me what I should be doing because I'm trying. I'm out here trying, and you are doing nothing. You're sitting on your couch at home eating potato chips with milk powder in them. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Who are you? Who is she? I'm confused. (laughs) Why are you trying to tell me what I should be doing when you know that I'm working my little butt off shopping at the zero waste stores? But I'm not going to talk about all the things that I do this shit ton more that I could do but you know what I mean like we're already 
doing so much better yeah Mm. and we're trying like the whole point isn't to be perfect it's to be mindful like you said and trying to do better as best we can because shocker there's no ethical consumption under capitalism no no matter what the hell you do you're never gonna be perfect unless the literal system changes so get off my back because i'm doing my best right now And it's important for everyone to be mindful of the fact that not everyone has access to everything. So if you want to point fingers and blame people, just don't because some people literally don't have the choice to do what Mandy and I are doing. Not everyone can afford to go to the zero waste store and buy the sustainable wooden vegetable brush. Not everyone can go get bulk nuts and fruits and maybe they live in an area where they can't access it or they don't have money not everyone can do what we're doing as someone who's in a position a very privileged white position to do better in the world we're going to do better in the world and especially because other people can't so it's actually our responsibility to be doing better simply by being born in a white privileged body and having the means having a job, having, being able-bodied and good health and being able to go to the store and choose something better because we know better. Yeah, and that's the thing I do find the people who do criticize us the most Mm -hmm. are people who are privileged. Incredibly privileged. (laughs) The people who try to seem woke and say veganism is racist or whatever. I'm like, how do you know? You white cis female who hasn't thought twice about veganism before today? How do you know? Go to Superstore and just move your hand two feet over and choose the chips without milk powder in them. It's really not that hard. If you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, look into it. There's a reason why we're going on about this it's because it's right in front of everyone's faces but no one wants to to learn about it and do better so or listen to episode four why we went vegan (laughs) (laughs) okay so my how to not give a fuck story i have always been somebody most of my life i'd say i've always been someone to like go against the grain i'm especially when i was a kid i didn't like attention on me but I hated the idea of blending in. So my whole life, I've pretty much like battled with that. I don't like the idea of being the same as everybody. I was always like a tomboy and oh, this sounds so gross. Like I'm not like other girls. <laughs> oh my God, I was different. <laughs> I was just quirky, you know. But yeah, I like never wore pink when I was a kid because I didn't want to. I don't know. I just didn't want to be the same. And it sounds stupid it kind of is stupid that's just how I've always been and it was kind of hard for me because I never liked attention on me either especially as a kid now I'd say that's different I'd say I do like a little attention (laughs) yeah oh everyone does exactly normalize attention yeah yes and I didn't like it when I was a kid so I always kind of battled with that so when I went vegetarian at 14 I didn't realize that just by making this decision how many questions I'd get about the food I ate or the food I didn't eat or you know I was so shy when I was 14 and we'd go to family things and people would be asking me about why I was a vegetarian or what I was eating and I just hated that attention because Mm -hmm. I also didn't realize it would be viewed so negatively especially when I was younger I never thought of it as like this big 
lifestyle change. I just thought of it as like one little choice that I made. I didn't realize how much people would question it. So I hated that all through high school. I didn't like being asked about it. I would kind of avoid letting people know that I was vegetarian because I just didn't, I didn't want attention on me. So then I went vegan at 19 and I was like, oh man, this is just gonna get worse now. All my friends already kind of like made little digs at me when I was vegetarian and now I'm gonna go vegan and now everyone's gonna have something to say. But naturally, I made the choice anyways because that's just what sat right with me. Same deal for quite a while, my first year or so of being vegan I really didn't want anybody to know I was vegan I just felt awkward about it I hated explaining it I hated the reaction that I would always get I hated that people thought that I didn't know what I was doing I was not vocal about it at all and some people think that's really ironic because I'm so vocal about it now but it was always, even when I was vegetarian, it was something that I wanted to talk about more. I remember when I was vegetarian in high school, I would always go on the PETA website. Fuck PETA, but anyways. <laughs> I'd go on the PETA website and they'd have all these cute little vegetarian shirts and I'd be like, oh, I just want to wear something like that. But I wouldn't. And once I really started getting into cooking after I went vegan, I just started loving being vegan more and more because... I didn't realize I could make all this good food. So I wanted to share it. So I just shared the odd photo on my personal. I've kind of talked about this story before, but it does really tie in with like how I've come to like not care what people think about me so much. And a few people were like, that's so cool. I can't believe you made that vegan. Uh, I'm going to try vegan too. And I was like floored because that's never the reaction I got before. People were always criticizing me and now people are coming on my side and saying, I'm going to try this this too that was so exciting to me so that's why I decided to make this separate vegan Instagram just so I could share my food you know I was sharing food for a while started the baking started like the business and started doing the market still felt like I was hiding something <laughs> you know what I mean I was never vocal about why I was vegan really and the reason for that is yeah I've had so many experiences with people who I've thought were my friends like make very rude comments about me when we're out for dinner or like you can feel them rolling their eyes and I just hated to think I was the odd one out and they always made me feel that way. I don't drink or do drugs or anything but I went to this party like one time the one time I went it was like a such a shitty experience because there were so many people from high school there and they all just got on this tangent of asking me about being vegan and about not drinking and about not doing drugs. Oh my god. It's like they're interrogating you. That's what it felt like. And it's like they're just trying to... I, I feel like they're trying to be nice and make me feel included. But it just didn't come off that way at all. It just made me completely the opposite. All those kind of experiences just made me solidify my choice of not being vocal. Because this is what happens. I'm not even being vocal right now. And when people find out about it, they always have something to say anyways. And I just wanted to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, I just got these super weird vibes from my friends all the time. They just always made me feel so out of the loop and unincluded. And maybe as the years pass, I realize that's more a them thing than a me thing. But it was quite sad either way because I didn't really... They were my only friends. They were my friends from high school and they made me feel very unincluded and I always just had this thought in the back of my mind like maybe they don't like me they started hanging out with these other people and I thought I just got this vibe that their new friends didn't like me at all either and and I went traveling for like two months and then I 
came back home and saw my friends again and they basically confirmed every every little thought that I had about this situation and they said yeah they don't like you you know they, they said they don't like you they, they hate the whole vegan thing and they, like I said this is before I was extremely vocal about it and I was like sad but also kind of relieved that I finally knew that and then I was also really mad because I thought okay but you guys are the ones who are supposed to be my actual friends and you didn't do anything about this. So that's when I was like super sad and angry. But I definitely kind of stopped hanging out with them. Didn't really have any friends for a few years. I just hung out with Kevin and was really sad, honestly, because you just kind of think, okay, those were my last friends from school and I don't really want to hang out with the people from work and how am I supposed to make new friends and how am I supposed to find people who will actually understand me? Like, I very much thought that there were no vegans for miles and nobody would understand me you kind of wish you didn't want to be vegan and that sounds so weird but it's like i just wish i didn't care so much and maybe i'd have more friends so yeah i was really bummed out for honestly a long time and didn't really hang out with anybody at all and then that's when i decided to make the instagram because i got more into cooking and realized that people actually wanted to be vegan business went well it was kind of like a 360 from where i had been like no friends very depressed and now i was doing what i've always wanted to be doing being vocal about kind of vocal about veganism and just like baking and and having people welcome me into their feeds i guess and support me i didn't expect that because i hadn't gotten that those past few years after a while i just felt like I wasn't really vocal about why I was vegan. I was vocal about vegan food, but I wasn't vocal about the ethics behind it and why it was so important to me and why I cared about this since I was a kid. After I had the Instagram for like a year, I just decided I was going to start being more vocal about animal cruelty. I think that was the better decision I made because I got so many messages of people saying I would have never thought about this, I would have never seen this if you hadn't posted it, I would have never gone vegan if it wasn't for you. And that's so crazy to think about that I went from like feeling so alone and like nobody cared about me. Everybody thought I was annoying for being vegan to not to toot my own horn but i've kind of lost count of how many people have told me they're vegan or vegetarian because of me now and i just never imagined that and that's all just because like i made that hard decision of just speaking my mind and having to risk people not liking you and that's not to say that there are not people who still criticize me and make me feel like I'm crazy. And I'm still worried about those people's opinions, those people's all those years ago. I'm scared when I run into them, what are they gonna think of me? It's something that you just get over with time, but that's what helped me realize that there's nothing wrong with just being who the fuck you wanna be because that's how you get out all the shitty people in your life and that's how you get all the amazing people in your life. Like I said, I met so many people through Instagram and the meetups and Facebook because I just made the decision to be more vocal about why I'm vegan. I'd way rather have that than be silent Mandy who was sad and lonely all those years ago. <laughs> I'm gonna get into that too but that's how we met is I, I saw Mandy on Instagram and I was like I want to be her friend. I really want to be her friend so bad so I messaged her 
and I was like, hey, do you want to, like, do a lifestyle shoot with me? I'm a photographer. Like, I think we'd probably talked a bit. Yeah, I think we did, On Instagram, maybe. I followed you because I was interested in your vegan content. And you were like, yeah, and you were so excited. Mm -hmm. And she, like, invited me over, and I took photos of her, and then we kept in touch and kept talking, and built a friendship over it so the rest is history yeah i saw her and i was like i like her (laughs) you can you can make it happen yourself too if you see people out there it can be terrifying but you can you can make it happen i think we make it this big taboo thing that you have to stay in your cliques and never interact with people who you don't know and there's a whole safety aspect. Like, if you're super young on the internet, don't be messaging people you don't know and meeting up with people you don't know. But if you're an adult and you know that this is someone in the community who you have a ton of mutual friends with and you know they're a legitimate person, that's different. If a girl came up to me and was interested in me and wanted to talk to me, that's, like, I'm super down. That's happened before. I remember being really surprised when I was approached by people who wanted to talk to me and wanted to get to know me. It's such an amazing feeling. You don't have to just stay with the clique that you've known your entire life. You can branch out and find new people. And if you see someone in class or in university or at work who you think is funny or smart or interesting, you can go up and talk to that person. When I was younger, I remember getting new friends and it was just this super eye-opening experience of, wow, this person is so different from the friends that I'm used to, but I like it. I remember my mind just being opened every time I would meet new people and make new friends, as in, wow, these people aren't like these other people. You branch out of thinking that everyone thinks the same way and acts the same way because you maybe just had that one friend group when you were younger in school, and then you make new friends and realize that there are some really different, unique people out there. And I went to university and realized, and made a ton of new friends, and realized how different and hilariously fun all these new people could be. And it was just a super great experience to branch out and go to a school that wasn't in my hometown and meet all these new people and make all these new friendships and connections and had some of the best years of my life with these people. I mean, I met Mandy because I forced it and she's one of my best friends, but I met one of my other best girlfriends in university purely by starting up a conversation with this random girl in my lecture. This is an iconic story. I'm going to tell her to listen to this one. It was one of the very, very first days of school for me ever at UVic. And I was walking behind this girl into our lecture hall. I was just being awkward and walking really close to her by accident. And she kind of sensed my presence and turned around. And I was like, oh, sorry, I was walking really close to you. And she was like, oh, that's, you know, no worries, ha ha ha. <laughs> and we kept walking and I was like, say it, say it, say it. And I was like, do you want to sit together? And so I asked her to sit with me and she's one of my best friends on the whole planet. Like, if I hadn't approached her, we might have never met. That's so nice. Yeah. I mean, I like to think that we would have, but you never know until you do the thing. And Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we, like, hung out all day and she's my best friend to this day and that was four years ago and... 
Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you just got to put yourself out there. When we're talking about still being friends with people from so long ago, it's funny because I think we feel like we need to hold on to these really old relationships that we made when we were teenagers when... Isn't it ridiculous to think that we would still get along with the people that we were friends with in high school? People change all the time. Yeah, if you're still the same person as you were in high school, that's not normal. No offense. But yeah, we all change. Mm -hmm. And I always see this little drawing floating around on Instagram a lot. It's these two people talking and one person says, you've changed. And the other person says, I'd hope so. Oh my goodness. Yes, I remember. This isn't, I don't want to drag this person. This isn't, I wish them all the best. And we've like ended on a really fantastic note. But my first boyfriend, I remember had a lot of reservations about me changing when I went off to school and I thought well I hope so I hope I'm growing and changing I'm attending university I'm learning all these new things I'm meeting all these new people I hope that I'm not going to be the same girl from Chilliwack my whole life and always have the same mindset and think the same things about the world and there are definitely lots of times where people can remain friends over long periods of time or have relationships and they just happen to work like you and Kevin worked when you were 15 and you still work now at 24 and my grandma and my papa my grandma was 15 and my papa was 18 scandalous and they're still together and insanely madly in love to this day and they're 70 so that's the thing is like we have to remember that these are exceptions to the rule basically But it's nice that they exist. Yes. More than natural to change and grow and outgrow people or people outgrow you and that's okay too. I kind of made this list thinking back on my experiences of thought-provoking questions to ask people if they think that they might be in a relationship with a toxic friend or person. So are, are they a safe space? Can you say what you want? Can you say what you feel with these people? Are they gonna belittle... Or make fun of you? Are they getting defensive when you confront them about a time when they made you feel bad? Do they make you feel worse about yourself than they make you feel better? Are they constantly belittling you or making fun of you in a mean way? You can definitely tell the difference. Are they undermining you? Are they spreading gossip or lies about you? Do they understand you? Is your comfortability important to them? Can you show the real you around them? Are they two-faced? Do they talk about others behind their back? Because that definitely means that they're talking about you behind yours. Don't trust people who talk about other people behind their back to you. That means that they do the same thing to you. I can recall instances in my life where I've been friends with people and I've been like walking on eggshells with everything I said because I don't trust them at all. And that's kind of always been my problem. I'm definitely too trusting of a person. Like I was definitely a floater in high school and then I did kind of get a solid group of friends and I've never been someone to quickly consider somebody my friend or quickly even consider somebody like my best friend just because the relationships I did have throughout school they weren't very long lasting and maybe that's my problem I don't know or they were long lasting but they were not good any friendship that I've been in that I have been questioning everything that comes out of my mouth because I don't know if they're judging me. I don't know if they're gonna go judge me to somebody else. That's a pretty quick red flag that that's somebody you don't want to be around. There's also so much pressure from 
so many different places on the number of friends you should have and how long you should be friends with people. Like, that's all made up. Nothing is real. You can have as many or as little friends as you want or need, and length of a friendship or a relationship doesn't determine how good it is. I hate when I hear the length of a relationship being an excuse for not leaving that person if they're hurting you. Like, do you want to spend another 18 years with this person? You've got the whole rest of your life, woman, to to get out of there and move on just because you've spent 7 years or 25 years or 50 years with someone doesn't mean you need to keep spending years with that person. For friendships, too, just because you've been friends with someone for your entire life doesn't mean that you owe them anything if they're not benefiting your life anymore, if they're not adding value to your life that's okay. I came home crying every single day when I was in school because my friends were so mean to me and I have internalized this idea that I'm so sensitive and so emotional and I blamed it on myself when they probably just shouldn't have been mean to me and I reacted in a normal human way with normal human emotions. There's so much pressure on women to not be emotional or sensitive, or you're too emotional or too sensitive. And I still think that about myself to this day. I've been working with a therapist for a really long time, and she's incredible, and she says there's no right or wrong, and I'm, this isn't her direct quote, like I'm referencing what she, I remember her saying to me. There's no right or wrong necessarily reaction to something it's your reaction. If you have a reaction to something or you have an emotion, that's okay. That's the way that you reacted to that thing. It doesn't make, I mean, unless you're hitting someone or being violent, like obviously there's things that aren't okay, but if you're emotional about something, that's okay. You're emotional about it. Like have those emotions. I had girls that would just bully me who called themselves my friends. I just don't ever want that for another person because that's bullshit. (laughs) Like, what would they do? Can I ask? Mm Mm-hmm. What would they say? They would just be so mean to me, just in, in the way they spoke to me. They would come up with horrible nicknames for me that I didn't understand until later were really sexual in nature, so it was something that I didn't understand. Oh, wow. 13, but it was this really inappropriate sexual thing, and they made it my nickname and called me it and laughed at me. So it was never, it was always at the expense of, of myself. It wasn't, oh, haha, we're all having a good time together. Like, you can tell when there's a power dynamic or when they're laughing at you versus with you. You don't ever deserve to be friends with someone who's laughing at you. So anyway, that's my childhood trauma. <laughs> but then I grew up and realized that I was meeting all these people and I was like, wow, these people don't make me feel like shit about myself. How peculiar. That's so strange. I think I'm going to keep these ones. We had some questions and some topic ideas and some advice from our listeners. So I'm going to read out a little something that Siobhan sent us. Thank you, Siobhan. She said, find people that validate your truth so that you can learn to not question it when others do. I love that. She's spitting the facts. Find people that validate you and make you feel valid and heard and respected and listened to and understood 
So that you don't have to doubt yourself when other people are trash. What's a good friend? What's a bad friend? It's that simple. It's not that simple, but that's what I think of when I think of the bad friends I've had. They never made me feel validated in comparison to the good friends that I have now. They always do. They never question how I'm feeling or how I react to something or how I think about certain topics. Amazing way to tell if you have a true friend. Absolutely. Someone who embraces you and doesn't question you, yeah, makes you feel like what you think and feel is valid. And someone who cares about how comfortable you are. Someone who's going to respect your boundaries. And I'm just so on board with the current movement of you don't need to explain anything to anyone. If you feel anxious, if you feel tired, if you just simply don't want to go somewhere, you don't owe anyone an explanation as to why. And I think that your friends should understand that from you. Obviously, there's a lot of complexity to this, and it's situational too, but I know that if I told Mandy that I just didn't want to go somewhere, she'd be like, okay, sure, great, whatever, catch you next time, like, whatever, who cares? (laughs) Yeah, and I know the feeling's mutual. She had another good little piece of advice as well. To give it some context, it's, I imagine... If you have defriended or someone or ended a relationship, she said removing them from social media and asking to not be sent screenshots. Also, yes, preach, because if you're ending something with someone in this climate of social media and constantly being bombarded with things and looking at pictures, it's just not productive. Get them off your social media, stop consuming them and images of them, and give yourself some space. Get off of there, stop following them, block their number, do whatever you have to do. But I know personally that if I have a friend breakup or a relationship breakup and I for some reason keep following them or looking at photos of them all the time. It's the worst feeling. Seeing them with other people. It's extremely upsetting. It's so counterproductive to you healing and moving on with your life. If you're constantly stuck on this person who you didn't work out with for a reason, well and then sometimes you'll have friends who just want to be in the drama and the juice and they want to send you screenshots of their conversations with those people or send you things that they've seen like maybe your ex was spotted with someone else or maybe your ex posted something and they tagged someone and they did some searching and found this girl i don't want to see it i don't want to know that is so counterproductive to my quality of life and why would i waste my time obsessing over this thing that didn't work out when i could be moving on with my life there's so much energy expended on people who didn't work out for a reason. Maybe they screwed you over. Maybe they were mean. Maybe it just didn't work out. That's kind of what I was going through when I was friends with my friends who I didn't know liked me and then they became friends with this other friend group that I didn't know if they liked me. And I'd be at home and I'd see them like on Snapchat hanging out, having parties, shit that I never even got invited to even though we had like a group chat and it just fucks with you mentally so hard and it's so interesting that we're living in this new era where that's even a thing. Like our parents didn't see Snapchats of friends hanging out with other friends. Our parents didn't have group chats where they would get passive aggressive messages 
it's just this whole other thing that I don't think our brains were ever built to endure, really. It's revisiting that pain all over again, and this is so pointless. If you have a friend who's sending you screenshots, why are you friends with them even? Or at least if you feel like you can't tell them to stop doing that, if you're friends with this person who's sending you screenshots of the person you're not friends with, they're still friends with them. You just can't trust them. <laughs> no, clearly they're more invested in the drama than in your well-being. Exactly. They don't care that it's not good for you or healthy. They just want drama. Not to mention, we can literally keep tabs on people now. Snap maps, you can see where anyone is in the world if they have their snap maps on. Can literally see if two people are in the same house together. That is so toxic. That is not normal. You are not God's eye. You should not be able to see where other people are in the world at any given time. Not that I have much breakup advice to give, but I imagine <laughs> if Kev had social media and we broke up, that would be so hard to see pictures of that person over and over again, see what they're doing when they've moved on with their life. That's another whole aspect that we wouldn't have without social media. And how on earth do we learn how to navigate that? But blocking is just the best thing you can do. I think a lot of people are afraid, myself included, are afraid to unfollow certain people in fear of them making a big deal about the unfollow. And it's just kind of choosing your battles. Like maybe you won't unfollow them, but if you can mute them. Love the mute. Yes, I use the mute so much. Just mute them. Then you don't have to see them. You don't have to see the people that you think don't like you that they're hanging out with. It's so nice just kind of pretending like they don't exist on social media, which is kind of weird and shitty to say, but just do whatever you have to do. Or just don't go and delete Instagram like me for a few days. I just have to do that sometimes. Yeah, if we lived in a world where we didn't have social media, like my grandparents, if my grandma and papa had broken up, they weren't gonna see each other anytime soon, maybe run into each other in town or driving on the road, but my grandma is not scrolling through her feed looking at everything my papa's doing. It's so not natural. <laughs> And yes, we live in a world where this is an option, but I don't think it's uh, the healthiest thing for us to do is to obsess over people's existences and especially only the content that they put out there. You don't see that person at home crying on the couch every single night. You just see them out at that one lake day with their friends. Um, should we answer Elizabeth's question? Thanks, Elizabeth, for asking us. She gave us a topic to discuss. Well, we've kind of covered it but anything else that we want to add, I suppose. How do you learn to accept that not everyone's going to like you? I think it's just coming to terms with the fact that realizing that you don't want people in your life who don't like you and criticize you. I always think back to this episode of Recess. Did you watch Recess? Oh, yeah. TJ Detweiler. Everyone loved TJ. Everybody loved him. And there's this one episode where he finds this kid at school who says, yeah, I don't like you. And TJ battles with that the whole episode. And he's like, why doesn't he like me? And he spends oh, a whole episode yeah, yeah. trying to please this guy and trying to get him to like him. And at the end, he's just like, why don't you like me? And he's like, I don't know. I just don't. And TJ was just kind of like, oh, okay. And moved on with his life and realized that he, no matter what he did, this guy wasn't going to like him. What a good show because that stuck with me till I was an adult. And it just always makes me think, yeah, there's nothing that we can do. And, you know, why do we want to waste our energy when we could just spend that energy with people who actually like us? I remember thinking every kids tv episode that came out like that anything on disney or nickelodeon that had a plot line like that where someone was 
desperately trying to make someone like them who didn't, I remember always thinking how cringy that was because that person doesn't like you and you're not going to change it. You can't bake them a cake and expect them to, oh my gosh, I love cake. I like you now. It just... That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, maybe it's a little embarrassing. And then put yourself in those shoes and think, do I want to embarrass myself? Yeah, like you're wasting your time trying to please someone who actively doesn't like you and doesn't want to put effort into you in any way. This is romantically as well. Friendship-wise, I I have a lot to say too about friends who maybe don't want to be friends with you anymore or don't like you, people who don't like you, but also romantically there's so many instances where I think especially for women we deal with these guys who are first of all absolute trash shouldn't even be wasting my time and then they have the audacity to ghost me or you or she or her or he or him but I wish that I knew and this is so much easier said than done because now at 23 I can sit here with a pretty thorough understanding of the patriarchy and also have been going to therapy for a really long time. I'm in an incredible relationship with a man who respects me and loves me. And now I know how I deserve to be treated, but it's really nearly virtually impossible to grow up as a woman and not not end up in this trap of trying to impress men who are trash. And it's just absolutely terrible, this whole culture that we've created where women try so hard, we try so hard, we just wanna be loved. We just want to love others and we're constantly left behind and not cared for back. So if it's any consolation or help to anyone out there who's struggling with that, I I went through that so many times and at a certain point you just realize it's kind of embarrassing for you because you're putting so much effort into someone who's not putting the same amount of effort back into you, not even by a long shot. So why are you putting that effort in? Ask yourself, do you actually want to be with someone who doesn't care about you as much as you care about them? It's so much easier said than done, but just think of what a waste of time that is. Like there's billions of people in the world. There is bound to be somebody else who's going to treat you with love and respect. Yeah, it's embarrassing and it's degrading just because we're thinking this is the only person who has a chance at loving me, this person who's already really bad at it, when we could just do our own thing and hope for the best. Stop wasting your time 2020. Honestly, lay on the couch, relax, enjoy yourself, hang out with friends, enjoy your hobbies, you know, focus on school, focus on what you're studying. And honestly, just try to apply that to friends as well. Like, try to have that same mindset. Think of, like, the time you're wasting trying to patch up whatever horrible friendship you guys have. After that whole fiasco a few years ago with my friends, I got to the point where I was very, no bullshit. If I have somebody hang out and they cancel twice on me for some stupid reason, I'm not texting you ever again. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't want anything to do with you anymore because I know there's people who will text me back. Whether or not they want to hang out, they'll tell me, yeah, let's hang out. They'll tell me, no, I don't feel like it tonight. I'm like, thank you. That is way better than playing these stupid mind games. I've gotten to a point too where I am very stiff with my time and my energy so if someone's not if someone wrongs me or hurts me or doesn't want to see me and they've made it clear I'm done I don't have the time or energy and there's also people who there's friends that I have who I never speak to but when I do see them when we do get together 
we have a fantastic time together. So it really, it depends on your situation too. But if, if you're not on the same page and someone is putting in way more effort than the other person, get over there. I would potentially try to argue that friend breakups are actually a lot more devastating than relationship breakups, depending on the relationship. To know that you have or had a friend who decided to not want to be your friend anymore is devastating. But the one thing that can get you through it is thinking again, do I want to be friends with this person who clearly doesn't want to prioritize me and doesn't value me and doesn't have room in their life for me because everyone has room in their life if you've ever been told by someone that they're too busy they don't have time this isn't the right time oh i'm i'm going to university and i have hockey and blah 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 they have time for you they just don't want to make time for you so if someone is out exploring the world with another friend or living it up partying with other friends and they're not making time for you see ya, get out of there. If they're not prioritizing you or making plans with you, and you have been trying to with them consistently, stop trying. I think it's all happened to all of us. Something I also want to talk about, I think it's a very normal thing to go through this, like right after high school. I think so many people go through it because you're getting new friend groups and and finding out who you really are and who your friends really are and everyone's changing. And I remember feeling so scared and feeling so doomed, like I'm never going to have any friends again. How am I ever going to make friends again? And I think everybody feels that way, except that's so silly. Try to embrace the things that you love and then you'll find more people who love those things. You don't have to feel completely hopeless, especially because I think everybody goes through it. You will find new friends as long as you're putting yourself out there. I I know the feeling too. It's scary because you think, oh my gosh, I've spent so much time and effort building up this friendship and maintaining this friendship. Now I have to find another human to do that with or more humans to do that with, but it happens and it it only happens if you want it to happen. If you want to put effort into someone, then you'll have a great friendship. Yeah, like I found Mandy on Instagram. Find people that you like and try to get to know them or make plans with them. Don't feel embarrassed of approaching someone because they're gonna love it. It's the biggest compliment. Talk to someone at school or at university or at work. Start a conversation. Ask them to take photos. Find people who share the same values and interests like a club of some sorts or a vegan group like Mandy hosts the vegan meetups go to those when COVID is over and and meet some people who are like-minded and value the same things that you do mm-hmm. that's the main reason that I do them anyways I always think of we little lonely me and think what if there's somebody like if I had something like that to go to all those years ago I would have gotten off my ass and gone because I knew I would have been able to make more friends that way. I don't think I identify as shy anymore but I've always been more introverted. Meeting new people kind of freaks me out. I'm the type of person I never would have imagined I'd even host meetups and have 20 20 literal strangers at my house. That is just so not down my alley at all but I love it and it's so much fun and I think if you're like me and you're in that situation where you really want to make new friends but it just sounds so scary to you putting yourself out there just try to think of like what I've realized after doing all that I love meeting new people like it's so much fun because you have so much more to talk about and you have so much to get to know about new people so try to change your mindset a little bit and just think and I've always tried to like I'll look at it as practice too just practice for speaking to new people and me meeting new friends I'm just practicing that 
and whether or not it works out, then we can see where that goes, you know? I just want to say when, when COVID's over and we can have meetups again and you're listening to this and you're thinking, damn, I wish I was friends with those two. You can be. Just come on to the meetups. I always post about them on in the Facebook group, Vegans of the Fraser Valley, and I always post about them on my Instagram, but obviously I don't know when the next one will be with the whole global pandemic thing but even just join the facebook group it's a great community and you find more like-minded people and it's just like nice to have an online community too that's what i love about that's what i do love about instagram these days even if you can't see people in person right now it's just nice to know that there's like-minded people out there and the too much community too like i think we're really starting to build that and try to we're really hoping to grow it thank you so much for everyone who sent us a question or a topic or something to discuss that was really awesome and we love that we really want to interact with you guys we want your input because this is all of us we're speaking on experiences that we all have so we want your input we want your experience and your stories so always feel free to dm us or email us it's just the too much podcast at gmail.com yeah, if you have like a question or if you have any advice or you, if you have any stories and they don't fit within the question box, just send us like a full-on DM and we will include it in the show if you want us to. Please um, leave us a review if you would on Apple Podcasts because that is the number one best way for us to grow. We'll get on a chart of some sort, I've been told. Please do that. (laughs) I have no incentive for you other than it'll make me happy. Please write a review. Don't just click the stars. Subscribe, follow, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, at the Too Much Podcast, at Veggie Mandy, at Jessica underscore bait. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Bye.